0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight. to at a destination for African business made simple. My name is Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And for today, we're going to be having a very fascinating discussion. It feels like we always go into the weeds when it comes to technology and what is actually happening out there. And for today, we're going to be having a discussion that touches on uh, the metaverse. Interestingly, uh, we're going to be talking to, you know, someone who's coming from, uh, the communications type of world uh, because uh, I say it's interesting because um, uh, I think the first conversation we ever had um, around the metaverse on this podcast was um, with the team over at Atmosphere and King James, actually. And it was, it was an interesting one. You would not even think people in that world were focusing on the metaverse. But, you know, it's great to see that and to help us uh, to navigate and see um, what is going on. We are joined by Teboho, squambane who is South Africa's uh, general manager for WPP they are the world's largest communications services group and uh, we're just going to be getting into all of that <music> Teboho, greetings to you today.
1: Thank you, Mudiba. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you so much for the invitation. Appreciate it.
0: Now, you've just heard me saying that, uh, you know, WPP, the world's largest communications services group, maybe for people that haven't heard of WPP, what does that actually mean?
1: Yeah, WPP is a holding company um, and within our stable uh, globally, we have... Advertising, what one would traditionally have called advertising, marketing businesses, communications businesses, PR. Uh, We run the full gamut, I guess, across the communication space. We like to consider ourselves a creative transformation business, so Mm. partnering with our clients um, to to transform their business through creativity. And that's really where our entry into the metaverse comes. Mm. Uh, I think the advertising industry and the communication space is fundamentally shifting um, as we see this notion around the virtual world around metaverse Mm. uh, becoming more and more important increasingly. Uh, getting the notice of brands.
0: Um, any brands you know within your stable that we might know or that people out yes. there? Yeah?
1: Yes. So we have a number of brands uh, globally um, that who are represented in South Africa. Yeah. Specifically, we've got Ogilvy, we've got Wonderman Thompson, yeah. we've got VML Y&R mm. and we've got Gray Advertising on mm. the advertising side and then within the PR businesses, we've got Burson Cohn Wolf, BCW. Mm. Yeah. We've got Hill and Knowlton, also known as H&K yeah. uh, and then we have a design a branding and design business super union. Mm. We have a number of tech, more tech focused businesses. We've got Yonder Media, we've got Texas Digital. Uh, we've also got um, media businesses, um, Mediacom, Mindshare and Wavemaker all sit under the umbrella of Group M as the group of businesses. And then we have, uh, we also have, I don't want to leave anybody out, we've got so many businesses. <laughs> um, and then we also have some minority owned businesses as well uh, that are more in the sort of retail shopper space such as the Smallin Group barrows uh, and we also have uh, businesses uh, known as tmark and platform five within the akqa group Mm. yeah Mm-hmm. So
0: that's that's a that's a that's a lot of brands, yes. and a lot of businesses that you guys are um, um, that you're looking after, and I'm at least happy to say that I know of and have worked with a number of the companies that you've just mentioned. I think Ogilvy, BCW, H and K, um, and the like. So you know, at least I'm like okay, cool, I understand yes. what's going on at least a little bit in that universe. Now you heard me saying just now that we had a conversation uh, about the the metal with the team from King James and atmosphere and now we're talking to you usually when you think about the metaverse at least with the way that it's typically positioned it's the tech bros mm-hmm. it's the guys that care about you know crypto mm-hmm. it's the it's the it's uh, very techy very geeky very nerdy mm-hmm. how and where does the communications? aspect come into this metaverse discussion? What's the interest over there?
1: It's interesting that you that you consider the metaverse sort of off on the one spec- end <laughs> of the spectrum around techie and geeky and so on. I actually think WPP and all of its businesses are actually, you, you know, we consider ourselves kind of a technology business as well and increasingly so, a yeah. technology business. Um, I think where creativity meets technology is kind of the sweet spot for WPP mm. uh, and WPP businesses. So the metaverse is definitely within our playground, so to speak. Um, we have a lot of partnerships with uh, significant players such as Epic Games mm-hmm. uh, within the, within that space, um, and increasingly we're seeing clients, we, be, we are being able to bring clients to virtual worlds, to the metaverse, NFTs, uh, so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, more and more it is well within our kind of purview uh, and space within which we work, yeah.
0: Because um, we have the type of audience that we do, you know, a lot of investors, but also at the same time, uh, a lot of people that sit on the consumer side, they might be, you know, trying to understand, okay, cool. So what's the opportunity then, right? Because once again, the reason why I even positioned it the way I did is just because uh, most of the time when you hear people talking about the metaverse, it is those types of people that tend to be, you know, having those conversations. But at least from what you're saying, it must be broader. Right We should be widening the scope of the type of conversations that people are having there, so what's the place of a of a company like yours? Where do you guys place yourselves in that ecosystem?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, you know because we keep talking about the meta metaverse, <laughs> and I think I think we need to start from from first principles and and at least agreeing at this point in time, there is no sort of one definition of. A metaverse, or the metaverse, some really believe there's, that there's no one metaverse, and so I think that uh, you know and that there are many components that sort of come together w- uh, w- to make up what what one would one would consider kind of a metaverse, uh, and I think that more and more we're seeing. Uh, advertisers, brands being represented within the gaming space. And I think that's kind of been the gaming has been the sort of front runner within that virtual world, those virtual worlds, creating virtual worlds. And that's really where we come in, I think, or have come in in the past is looking for opportunities for our clients to profile themselves and to build relationships with consumers in the gaming space. Mm. But it's not necessarily an easy space because gamers don't want to be flooded by you know traditional advertising or, or banners and that sort of thing. So you have to be very quite creative about how do you put your brands into the gaming space and create a community or create a relationship with consumers. Yeah. I do think, you know, you touched on, us moving away from this notion of, you know, it's only for those techie geeks and it's only, that's only the conversation over there. I think more and more, we're going to start seeing a blurring of the physical world and the the virtual world. Uh, And I think, you know, already we're seeing uh, retailing the retailer space shifting, certainly uh, an example would be a li- the likes of a Nike. You know, Nike in New York City has their flagship store. You walk into the, to the main store there um, and you're able to use Snapchat to kind of ha- create a bit of a virtual world and have your own avatar and try on things and, and, and combine your physical shopping experience and a virtual shopping experience. Yeah. Uh, and I think Fred Segal is another another retailer that's done the same thing, also in the U.S. And you're seeing more and more of the retailers certainly trying to create that experience that you can then also have when you're at home on your laptop, on your smartphone, etc. cetera. Uh, so I think we're going to start seeing a blurring of the world. And ultimately, I don't think we'll make a distinction. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe that's a few years <laughs> off. But, you know, we the metaverse now, some say, some feel that the metaverse now is where… The internet was in sort of 93, 95, you know, and where smartphones were in sort of 2004, 2005. That's where we are now. And it's not as though it's sort of a big sudden revolution sort of thing. It's something that's been kind of building over sort of 20 years, over decades. Uh, we haven't just haven't noticed. We've now given it this name, Metaverse. Uh, one of my colleagues sort of puts it, it's sort of a punishment because we were. Nobody could agree on the term extended reality. And that was, you know, sort of less brandable, less sort of sexier term. So metaverse is kind of where we've landed. But it's definitely something that I think is going to sort of seep into more and more of how we engage with brands and and, Mm. uh, products.
0: If there's one thing I do agree with you on, it's the fact that when you look at the evolution of... uh what people call the metaverse now and especially if you take it within the context of gaming there's a lot of conditioning that's already been done a lot of i think work a mindset shift and in infrastructure that's already been laid out um over the last couple of decades that i think as the lines continue to blur the business opportunities are there right e-commerce for example right because whether you're talking about Candy Crush in the 2000s or early 2010s, people had already gotten used to the fact that you can be inside a virtual world and make purchases of some sort, you know, in that reality. So the opportunity on that end, I do see it. One of the questions I do have, though, is does the opportunity... Where you see it, yes, right now, the metaverse as a concept is still rudimentary. You know, when if you're going to call it 1992, 1993, still rudimentary. But does the opportunity extend B2B or is this one of those things that's just best placed as a B2C type of thing from what you can see?
1: It's a good question, and I don't, th- I don't have a fixed and firm answer. I definitely see opportunities B to C. I think that over time, we, I think we might be surprised to see what kind of business models come out B to B, because I think you know who's making the decisions on the business side. It's individuals, right? So the same way that uh, you, as an individual, may make decisions at home about how you, I don't know. Uh, if you just think about like the Uber concept, you might then have decided if you're responsible for transport at work that actually you're going to move away from having an owned fleet to you know having leased fleet, etc. That kind of thing, and and have your your employees use a similar type of uh, way of engaging. So I think that initially it feels to me like there, that there is a consumer and a more more obvious consumer interaction, mm. but I definitely think that uh, over time we probably will see a B two B opportunity as well. I do think um, the one thing I do want to um, mention already, I think, is that what's already been stated is the size of this metaverse kind of environment already in 2021 is around $1.3 trillion that's in huge. 2021. Already huge, right? Yeah, that's huge. So, I mean, you use the word rudimentary and I think from a technology <laughs> perspective, <laughs> yeah. it does feel like it because, you know, yeah. the hardware is catching up and, mm-hmm. the, you know, all the rest of it. And so I do think it is rudimentary, but it's Massive, anyway, mm. um, and the thinking is that this 1.3 uh, trillion is made up of advertising, sort of about 500, 600 billion of it, advertising, mm. and then uh, social commerce as well, sort of 475 billion of that commerce, social commerce, and then digital events. So. What is really interesting for me is that the expected growth over the next five, six years is at about 44%. Oh. So we're seeing a, quite a massive growth of that. And I do think that where exactly that growth is going to come from will be different communities that are created, different uh, business models that come out. And as different uh, businesses think of ways of engaging mm. with their consumers and building a consumer experience that is different, that is new, and that starts to merge the sort of physical and the, and the virtual, and starts to make it easier for me to, I don't know, try on clothes online, for me to access that on my phone, or for me to inquire about a beauty product, or uh, mm. you know, while I'm playing Candy Crush, or some other kind of a game, uh, for me to see a brand, or interact with a brand, or, or have my avatar represent that brand.
0: I'm thinking about the the numbers that you've just you've just said, and I'm doing some quick maths in my head, because at what you said 1.3, yes, uh, w- roughly 1.3 trillion. Yeah. At the total car-
1: market for trading in metaverse like environments. Yeah. yeah, in 21. In yeah. 21. Mm-hmm.
0: Because my rough maths, because I don't have a calculator, yeah. m- but my rough maths has us uh, sitting at around uh, 17 or so trillion rand, and in my head I'm like that's at least three times the GDP of South Africa. Uh, that's the opportunity. And if you're saying it's going to be growing at 444 percent every year, that's that's massive. That's forty-four uh, percent over the next uh, over, years. Yeah, over the next. Yeah, yeah because mm. y- you add, you add at least another maybe eight or nine, you know, um, mm. billion, you mm. know, a trillion Dollars. rand actually. I'm talking. I'm I'm trying to bring put it, it in, the context, in, in, in our rands, context. Yeah, yes. in our in yes. our rand yeah. context, and I'm like, that's a, that. Those are huge figures. It, yeah, and the reason I'm saying that is because literally. Um, we had a conversation earlier in the month around the fact that, um, in the media buying world in South Africa, advertising that's going to, that's being seen as worth about 44 billion. That's mm. the number that we were given mm-hmm. to say 44 billion rand, which is a fraction, uh, yeah. of, you know, what we're talking about, uh, you know, right now. So the opportunity seems like it's, yeah. um, it's really massive. What I'm also then keen to see is, what does it end up looking like? You know you know, you know what I mean? Like the same, uh, what do you call this? Do we end up having, let's say, a replication of the real world, of uh, the quote-unquote real world that we're in now, where, for example, when you're in the metaverse, am I going to be walking down the streets and I'm seeing billboards and I'm seeing pamphlets or whatever, you know, in the metaverse? Um, you know, if I pull out my phone and... Uh, maybe scan a QR code or something, do I, see, um, do I see personalized advertising, you know, based on, you know, my likes and my interests? Like, I'm really keen to see what that mixed reality, you know, type of world uh, means. And whilst you were talking, I was thinking, you know, to say that on a B2B level, the only thing I can think about is a marketplace of some sort, mm, Yeah, you know, where, you take the su- whatever's happening, let's say on the super apps, for example, and you transplant it into that world. I don't know how the yeah. mechanics or something like that would work, but it's it's what's making sense in my head. Obviously, I'm trying to um, project this world into the metaverse, but who knows exactly. the types of uh, business models that people are going to be exactly. coming up with?
1: Yeah. So, to your first point around kind of the scale, the sheer scale of the opportunity of the potential, I think absolutely the pie just gets bigger and bigger, the, yeah. the opportunities for interaction with uh, consumers and for ways of interacting and for ways of making money. I and mean, if you think about, you know, YouTube a number of years ago, who would have known that influences w- were, would, could be a thing, you know, yeah. who would have known that user created content could be such a such a big opportunity for for people. And I think in the metaverse and and virtual worlds and augmented reality create Another opportunity for user content, um, user-created content, and another whole, you know, uh, potential for, for, for money to be made. And and I think how those monies are being made is uh, as yet unclear. And I think people often say, I've heard said, you know, the the Airbnbs, the Ubers, the Netflixes are now being built that we will experience five, ten years out. Yeah. Uh, you know, the question that you were asking around kind of what would it look like, I love that question because I think nobody really knows, <laughs> no. right? I mean, it, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, I think who would have thought that we would have, what was the, what were these massive computers now in our back pockets, you mm. know, that we now have? But I think that... Um, for me, the big thing that I've heard someone say that I, really resonated with me is that there's going to be no one owner of this metaverse. Yeah. And actually, it's being created now. We are creating it now. And, and there's an opportunity to kind of shape it. And I think that's really the message I feel f- within our business that that is really resonating is just that we as, cre- as a creative business, as a technology business, have an opportunity to work with our clients, to partner mm. with our clients, to actually shape the metaverse that mm. we want to see or to shape whatever these metaverses are going to be and look like, um, I do think there obviously a lot of questions around um, around IP and around regulations yeah. and all that kind of thing that's still being
0: ethical considerations as well. E- exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, um, that yeah.
1: still need to be kind of thought through. But we don't, you know, there's so many questions, but it's actually quite an exciting time, quite an exciting opportunity. Um, you know, just you can imagine being any sort of a way. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: I'm um, actually, I like the fact that you, that aspect of your business and how you guys are driving, trying to drive and decide how are you going to help to shape um, the metaverse. Curious to understand from a WPP point of view, what mm-hmm. is the stance? Is there a group-wide vision of, guys, we need to move forward with the metaverse? Or is there um, a sense of giving each business unit you know room to go and figure out what it what their strategy is going to be around the metaverse
1: I'd say a little bit of both. Uh, starting with, as WPP, we're definitely shifting more and more to be more and more of a technology business, and mm. we are really at the cutting edge, frankly, on a lot of in a lot of areas where technology is concerned. So all yeah. those geeks that you talk about, we have a lot. Of, <laughs> I have a lot of those colleagues yeah. who are really kind of experts in this in this space, and so so it's there. We know we've got it at our fingertips within the WPP space, within the business, somewhere within the business, and I think each agency is sort of figuring out their angle or their edge or mm. th- and how they're engaging with clients and we have most of our agencies have in some way shape or form worked with clients uh, somewhere around the world either with on, on nfts um, in the gaming space and in, in um, uh, you know creating augmented reality opportunities uh, one example is uh VMLYNR worked with Wendy's uh, on on a way to establish a a brand presence in virtual in virtual worlds in gaming. So, uh, what VML YNR did was they uh, assumed the role of a player uh, mm. themselves as as Wendy's um, and in order to do sort of, you know, create a, a brand message an interactive video game, so to speak. So, every week on Twitch, uh, this Wendy character would come to life uh, as, uh, you know, in one of the popular games and the message they were trying to send was sort of not frozen, but fresh. Uh, and, and as a as a player, you could actually become, you know, you could take on this Wendy character mm-hmm. as well. And she was very, very successful. Um, and I, and th- I think that's sort of VML sort of taking their client Wendy's mm. uh, into the space through gaming. Mm. Um, and we've had others, um, for example, uh, that have worked with P&G um, and created a beauty sphere, sort of a, a virtual world, uh, allowing consumers to be able to interact with P&G beauty products through this beauty. So I think that um, it's both the agencies as well as the clients and kind of coming together to say, how are we going to transform our business creatively and transform the relationship with our consumer, given everything that's at our disposal from a technology perspective?
0: Anyone who's uh, listened to this platform for a while knows how much of a a nerd I am. I'm a serious geek and, you know, I am here. Um, I'm all for, you know, these types of conversations and actually just seeing what's been happening in the space. And one of the things, and I want to test out a theory that I, maybe not a theory, but an observation I've made. And you can tell me as an insider whether or not I'm, I'm actually seeing what's going on or whether I'm just imagining things. We often talk about the conflation in telecoms of banking and telecoms, you know, to say that a lot of banks are trying to become like telcos and telcos are trying to become like banks. But in uh, in the world of, um, you know, advertising, communications, marketing, PR, and the like, you have your um, auditing firms. That have become some of the biggest advertisers you know in the world, I think the likes of deloitte um and then you've got technology consultants like your Accentures that have gone also gone into this world and it seems to me like um this moment that we're in where there's a convergence of you know communi- all of these different spheres and technologies it seems to me like um Agencies have always acted as consultants, influencing strategy, you know, for companies. But it seems in this particular instance, like we're in a moment where the agency world is going in the opposite direction. Where the consultants that I spoke about just now were moving into that space. You have the agencies moving into the technology consulting space, where you can actually come up with solutions you know, to, to some of the problems that, uh, our companies have maybe even influence or help to create actual platforms that people end up using on a, you know, day to day basis. That's my observation. Yeah. no, I think it's a, I think it's
1: a very <laughs> astute observation. Yeah. Um, I th- and I think yes, there is a lot of convergence happening. Mm. I think that you know, and we'll see what's successful and what's less successful. There, there are very different cultures, uh, uh, you know, in, in different in the different industries and so on and so forth. Mm. I think that uh, the one distinction I would make from WPP's perspective, yeah. I think, while yes, we've got a lot of consulting businesses within WPP. Yeah. On the technology side, I think WPB goes beyond technology consulting. We actually okay. are sort of... Technologists should I speak mm. should i say we 've got inter- inter- software engineers, developers, yeah. you know our partnership with the likes of epic games uh, and so on isn 't just about us then taking them and then a- and then consulting with a client. We actually mm. really are deep in the roots in the weeds. I myself am by no means an, <laughs> an expert but an, uh, um, inside WPP, as you call me an insider, um, but I think we, we go beyond being just a technology consultant yeah. so we 're not trying to replicate an accenture we are much more. Of a technology, becoming more and more of a technology business as well as a creative, mm. which again, which is why I say sort of that intersection of creativity and technology
0: yeah.
1: um, is really our sweet spot and yeah. transformation as well, I would add.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to keep watching this one and how, you know, things develop from that point of view because I I, I guess the question uh, over time, it then becomes, you know, what is a creative agency? Yes. Right. I think, you know, we, we might be in one of those moments of uh, how I think the definitions of a lot of businesses, particularly the agencies, you know, is going to be changing because of um, what we're talking about. Last two things before we round up. Firstly... Bringing maybe a lot of what we've spoken about today together is in the web 1.0 regime, uh, the first phase of the internet. The encouragement was um, as a business, get yourself a web page, hmm. just have a website. And th- those websites were what they were literally online billboards because it was one way communication. Then in web 2.0, the encouragement was businesses engage with your audience and the like Uh, get yourself on social media newsletters whatever it is but engage with your audience have the two-way communication have a twitter account instagram you know all of that once again i'm asking one of those crystal ball type of questions Mm -hmm. but in the metaverse what do you think is going to be uh, i guess the defining thing what is What is the web page um, of the metaverse? Because the metaverse is a completely different type of paradigm. Um, You've already got a web page. You've got a social media presence. Like, I wonder what is going to be the thing, you know, in the metaverse. Are we going to be having, is it land? Because people are buying (laughs) land in the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, I just, it's one of those things where I just wonder how, what's going to be the defining thing about this phase of the internet that we're in.
1: It's a good question. I'd hesitate to make predictions because 10 years from now you're going (laughs) to dig up this podcast and be like, yeah, she said. Yeah, but none of us knows. I think that's exactly right. But what what I would say though is that I think we're in in a phase now of experimentation, of innovation and I would just counsel both my colleagues um, all of our agencies as well as um, our clients any brand owners etc to just do that experiment mm. um, build partnerships and just get in there just you know just get in there and get involved I think that what one thing I would say that I, I feel is 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 uh, is happening is just really needing is, is this the sort of more consumer-led uh, and consumer being more active in their journey. So, you know, we think about the consumer journey or the customer journey and the customer experience, but having uh, the consumer make more decisions about what their experience is going to be like, yeah. um, I think is possibly what, we, what we're going to see. And I think for us to be more aware of that uh, in the metaverse or in this in this future, uh, I think is going to be a big, a big piece of it. And then I think also, as we've seen, uh, already is just this kind of user-created content, more user-created content. Mm, mm. And then I think being hyper, hyper aware, and this is not a prediction, it's just right now, is just really being hyper aware of the fact that we are moving away from just a sort of 2D experience to a 3D experience, yeah. which will feel very different. Mm. Um, and, and the way you engage is very different. And, th- and that being, now it's sort of you know you put glasses on or you you know you go s- you you in certain places where you're having that three D experience. It's going to be because it's already becoming easier to have it on your phone and um, and I think it's going to be a lot more seamless going forward. Mm. And as a as a brand owner and certainly within the advertising space, you have to be experimenting with anything and everything right now mm. and uh, engaging with your clients on, you know. How how are we shaping this um, so, that you, so that we can answer your question <laughs> more readily?
0: Yeah. yeah. I think on my side, my only comment is around uh, the technology itself because the second half of that, the, the other side of that coin is to say, how are we going to be interacting with the with the metaverse because for a long time, if you wanted to engage with the internet desktop laptop, and then for the last decade and a half, we've had these smartphones that have become our portal you know into the smart life and when it comes to the metaverse, I wonder what that yeah. is going to be for me. I'm just making a call, you know, we can Mm. fish out this discussion five, ten years from now and be like, ah, he was right or he was wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think the smart glasses, Google Glass, what they did ten years ago, I think they were a bit too far ahead. Uh, But I do see that coming back. Because I do think when you see Oculus, when you Mm. see all of these things, it's bulky. It's but. Technology is meant to melt away in the background. You know, it means to be easy and convenient, take it anywhere. So I do think a form factor like that where, you know, you're wearing spectacles right now, where you look like you're wearing normal spectacles, mm. but for all I know, you are reading subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're reading, uh, you know, subtitles right now. Okay, cool. Just a quick one. Yes, I, I yeah. wish
1: I could remember the name of the company, but I did hear that there's a company that's developed contact lenses. That yes. function like, yeah. like those like those glasses, basically, mm. which I think is quite fascinating. Mm. Um, I don't know how far they've gotten and how easy it is and how, how thick or, you know, all of that. But apparently there's there's mm. a company that's working on those contact lenses. So,
0: mm. yeah. so exciting times. is is going to be so. the contact lenses, glasses, mm. you know, are we going to be wearing suits? Mm. You know, that. Whole, yeah, <laughs> I think it is super exciting. I think yeah.
1: young people. I mean, already we see, right, if you've got children, young children, they grow up completely knowing how to work a smartphone. I think they're not going to, for them, the distinction between the 3D virtual world or metaverse or whatever and the the physical world is going to be sort of seamless, uh, whereas for us that going to feel we're going to take jarring. a while. For, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
0: that but that happens all the time. Hopefully, you know, as we get more and more used to technology, you know, some of those jumps will be less jarring. You know, I think about parents' generation compared to myself yeah. and then our generation compared to uh, the next one. It's quite interesting.
1: Well, thank you for saying our generation. <laughs> uh, I think it's an exciting time to be alive because I remember getting yeah. our first black and white TV, to be honest, and yeah. now we've got them in our hands. And, yeah. So it's exciting for super exciting for me to see this this happening within one lifetime so. no no definitely yeah, yeah
0: i think where we can end off for today uh, because you hit us with some you know big numbers earlier on any other facts figures or interesting facts that uh, that you think people might uh you know might want to know or things around this you know just so that we can you know wrap everything up together
1: yeah, no, I think I mean think I think the main point I think we've covered covered on on some of it already, but it's just around, you know, let's not get too fixated on, you know, the metaverse being one thing or yeah. one definition of it. Um and let's also kind of not confuse um, you know some of what we've already seen as being the metaverse. Mm-hmm. You know, we large music festivals uh, online or, you know, and so on, you know, not people, a lot of people weren't wearing glasses to experience the music festivals, 27 million people, etc. Um, but rather just to be open and understand that actually it's starting to really seep into a lot of our experiences yeah. um, and that it's it's going to be just everywhere. And hence the numbers are big and the mm. opportunities for commerce um, through this blending of virtual and, and physical world is is, ex, you know, infinite, mm-hmm. infinite. Uh, and, and the opportunity to create new business models yeah. um, that never existed, I think, is, is alive and well now. Mm-hmm.
0: Most certainly. And that brings us to the end of what has been, you know, quite a fascinating discussion. Uh, I feel like, you know, we, we went into the weeds a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but it's always great, you know, just having these types of discussions because that's literally where we're going. 20 years ago, you know, the the, the same conversation could have been had um, around, you know, just basically uh, because that was what, 2002, 2003, mm-hmm. uh, you had the likes of High 5 and MySpace coming up. You know, people are having conversations about what is the social media thing going to be, uh, but look at where we are, you oh, know, exactly. uh, in 2023. So uh, there is something to it. And uh, going forward, it will be interesting to see how the things develop, what form factors, you know, are going to, what things are going to take for us to engage um, with the metaverse. And then secondly, what are the opportunities going to be B2C and also B2B? I'm very interested in the B2B because I think the consumer side of things has for the most part not to say it's been figured out but we already see a model of obvious. it mm. um it's more obvious but on the b2b side we, you know where do some of those um you know opportunities lie and then i think on my end it's simply to say that um, We didn't talk about it. Maybe you have something to say to close off. is just around the fact that from an e-commerce point of view, we've gone through this moment over the last decade around crypto, around NFTs, around blockchain, where there's been a challenging of our monetary system. And I do think that as we move further through the use of technology, whether it's the metaverse or something like it, those currencies what gamers would call tokens inside mm. games, those things are gonna become way more important as far as I can see. And uh because you'll be able to exchange value in the in that world. But being able to exchange value across different worlds. If today someone could take whatever they are able to build up through FIFA and use it in uh in World of Warcraft for example, that's amazing. Mm. Like I could see gamers jumping on top of you know something like that being able to have that uh, cross functionality. So, you know, that's it on my end. Anything? anything? I agree
1: with you 100%. <laughs> I think that those, you know, sort of currencies that are created, I think that's, that's really the, the opportunities for development there uh, are massive, yeah. Currencies and assets and, and, and trading, um, the opportunities there are, yeah. And Gonna as you big. say, for them being fungible across mm. different yeah, platforms and so on would be right. game changing.
0: All right. I think that brings us to the end. It's been a fascinating one. We were talking to Teboho Skwambane, who is uh, South Africa's general manager over at WPP. Teboho, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. loved the discussion. Thank you.